you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, April 20th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. An Animal Crossing New Horizons data mine hits at the future of the game. There is going to be a special edition Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox One X console and controller and a bunch more. The game Wild from Michelle Ancel reappears. The near mobile game actually looks kind of interesting. Comic-Con 2020 has been canceled and Gree from developer Nomada has sold over 1 million copies. Animal Crossing's New Horizons data mine hints at the potential return of gyroids, crazy red, and some new stuff. Twitter user at underscore Ninji recently shared some of the fruits of their efforts related to their data mine into Animal Crossing New Horizons, and it revealed a number of interesting potential features coming to the game. Now, nothing here in the data mine is guaranteed to come to the game. It could be remnants of code left behind after initially planned features were cut, or it could just be coincidental naming of various features, but a lot of it seems like stuff that could certainly be added to the game at some point in the future. To run down the list quickly, Crazy Red, an art salesman who appeared in past Animal Crossings, might be making his way to your island. The ability to plant bushes and diving underwater may also be set to make a return to the game in the form of an update, or maybe a seasonal event. The data mine also hints that gyroids, an Animal Crossing staple that is suspiciously absent from New Horizons, could be making a return. Gyroids are strange statues that can dance and move in various ways that typically appear after it rains. The fact that they don't appear in New Horizons is very strange as they are synonymous with Animal Crossing. One of villagers' attacks in Super Smash Brothers, for example, uses a gyroid. There is also something that seems to point to vegetable growing coming to the game. Julia Lee reported on the mine for Polygon and writes, There is also data for vegetables to grow and pick, including tomatoes, wheat, sugarcane, potatoes, carrots, and pumpkins. We're unsure of how this would work if it does end up happening, as this would be a completely new feature for Animal Crossing. These all sound like fun updates and also feel like the kind of thing that would be smart to withhold a bit. I don't think anyone is really complaining about a lack of Animal Crossing content in the few weeks since it has released, and to sideline some familiar recent mechanics to be unearthed later feels like a smart move. I am also a little surprised to learn that vegetable planting is something that has not been in an Animal Crossing before. Animal Crossing and farming sim mechanics really feel like the perfect match. The next big event for the game is supposed to be an Earth Day event, which will be happening on April 22nd. Late last week, if you went to Xbox.com, it looked as though it was being hacked 
by Cyberpunk 2077, teasing some kind of reveal in a few days. Many predicted it was going to be a special edition Xbox One console, and it turned out they were correct. It's officially called the Xbox One X Cyberpunk 2077 Limited Edition Bundle, and it will come with an Xbox Wireless Controller Cyberpunk 2077 Limited Edition, which is also being sold separately. The controller is actually available now, and the console releases in June. The console has a cyberpunky blue and yellow look to it, while the controller is gray and black with little bits of red in it. There will only be about 45,000 of them. And on the press release blog post announcing it, it says it will come with a one terabyte hard drive as well as a copy of the game. Quote, we'll be unveiling other surprises that come packed with this bundle soon. Some other interesting details. Microsoft is also selling a matching recharging stand for the controller that will come with a rechargeable battery, which I believe is the first time Microsoft has offered a first party rechargeable battery for its controllers. It is also selling 2TB and 5TB external hard drives with matching Cyberpunk colors, which is also, I think, a first for Microsoft. It also announced a headset, the Arctis One Wireless for Xbox Johnny Silverhand Edition, which, you guessed it, is a Cyberpunk-themed headset for the Xbox One. Microsoft is really going all in on Cyberpunk 2077, which is kind of impressive as the game sort of feels like it might be the current generation's swan song. Theoretically, within three months of the game's release, there will be a better version of the game available on the Xbox Series X. If someone is interested in getting a console exclusively to play Cyberpunk 2077, I would have a hard time recommending any of this stuff when you could just wait a little bit and then get a Series X, you know, if it is still releasing in November, and then play the best console version of the game on the market. I think Microsoft's big push here is to make the game feel like it is an Xbox One exclusive, make people feel like they need an Xbox One to play this impressive game. They don't, of course, it is coming to PlayStation 4 and PC, but if it feels like an Xbox exclusive game, then maybe that's where people will buy and play it, and Microsoft will be happy. Michelle Ansel's Wild resurfaces after a long-term disappearance. Wild was announced in 2014, coming from Michelle Ansel, the mind behind Rayman and Beyond Good and Evil. The game looks and sounds interesting, as you play as a kind of sorcerer from a bygone era who has the ability to relocate their consciousness into that of various animals. It received a few trailers and new screenshots over the years, but seemed to disappear... And then Ansel announced work on Beyond Good and Evil 2, a series he has openly admitted is a bit of a passion project for him. I, along with many others, assumed this meant Wild was either cancelled or indefinitely postponed, but Reddit user SchultzBear noticed recently that the game's website had recently been updated with new artwork. It's difficult to fully confirm And it might mean nothing, but it also could optimistically mean that maybe Wild is back on track, or maybe it was never off track, and the team at developer Wild Sheep has just quietly been working on the game for the past five years. 
Zarmina Khan reported on the Reddit posting and new screenshots for PlayStationLifestyle.net and additionally noted, quote, The last development in the world of Wild came in the form of a Sony Interactive Entertainment trademark that was filed in March 2019 with the World Intellectual Property Organization. Ansel has remained mum about the game despite promising strong updates during the coming year back in 2017. In between these two events, the only development we saw was Wild Sheep Studio announcing job vacancies, which many assumed were to ramp up Wild's development. I reached out to developer Wild Sheep for an update and will share if I learn anything. I like Michelle Ansel's games a lot. Rayman Legends is probably the best 2D platformer of the last decade. For my money, it's kind of a toss-up between it and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. So I was excited to see what Wild was going to be like, even though it's not a platformer. I hope it's still in development. I hope it comes to exist. And I hope this small re-emergence, if that is in fact what this is, is a subtle sign that it is coming to PlayStation 5. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Square Enix showcases a very brief gameplay clip from Near Reincarnation, the upcoming Near mobile game. Along with announcing its intention to bring an updated version of Near Replicant to modern consoles recently, Square Enix also announced that a mobile game called Near Reincarnation, which has brackets around the I-N in the title because nothing can ever be simple, was also in development, but it only showed some art alongside the game's announcement. On Saturday, however, it released a short gameplay teaser that kind of surprised me. I assumed the game would be your standard mobile fare, maybe a turn-based RPG with microtransactions or something, but the gameplay shown actually looks a little more like Journey. It shows a little girl with a robot floating beside her, and the robot's covered in a little sheet to make it look like a ghost, and they are seen running through what appears to be a destroyed city. The player has full control with a little virtual D-pad on the left side of the screen, and the camera follows the controlled character in such a way that it shows off the environment in a very specific and very pretty way. It looks far more interesting than I expected it to, and we also get to hear a little bit of the soundtrack, which has been playing a little bit behind me talking. Here's a little more. Let me see. 
It kind of makes me think of running through the last Guardians environments and makes me want to check this game out. I dearly hope it is just a premium mobile game. You pay 5 to $10 for it once and call it a day. No microtransactions. Oh, and uh, I also hope it comes to North America. I don't think that has been confirmed yet. Comic-Con 2020 has been canceled due to COVID-19. This was an expected announcement, but it is good to see it officially confirmed in a series of tweets. The official Comic-Con account announced the cancellation, writing, The last few weeks have been an unprecedented time. Since it is becoming apparent that COVID-19 restrictions will not be a short-term matter, we have made the sad decision to cancel Comic-Con for the first time in its 50-year history. Continuous monitoring of health advisories and recent statements by the governor of California have made it clear that it would not be safe to move forward. The event will instead return to the San Diego Convention Center July 22nd through 25th, 2021. Individuals who purchased badges for Comic-Con 2020 will have the option to request a refund or roll over their badges to Comic-Con 2021. All 2020 badge holders and exhibitors will receive an email within the next week with instructions on how to request a refund or transfer their payments for Comic-Con 2021. We thank our friends for your continued support, and we are exploring the possibility of an online presence that should give us all an opportunity to share in the community for which Comic-Con is famous. Comic-Con is, of course, not a video game event. It's more about the larger nerd culture, and as a result, there is usually a lot of video game stuff happening there. I went to cover it for Game Informer in 2014 and played a handful of demos and got the chance to talk to many voice actors who appeared in various video games. But the weird memorable highlight for me was going to a theater to see a premiere for a movie, Atari Game Over. It is a documentary about Atari and the rumored cache of E.T. Atari carts buried in a landfill in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell and the creator of the E.T. game, Howard Scott Warshaw, were both in the audience, as well as the documentary's director, Zach Penn, which made it a very cool experience. I, I honestly don't know how to find the film today. It was funded by Microsoft and was meant to air on Xbox Live as part of its abandoned initiative to make Xbox Live an entertainment service that also included exclusive films, television shows, movies, and stuff like that. If you can find it, though, it's it's worth watching. It's pretty good. The developer behind Gree announced the game has sold over 1 million copies. Nomada Studio, the developer behind Gree, which is spelled G-R-I-S, tweeted recently that the game crossed an impressive sales threshold, writing, We are thrilled to announce that Gree has sold more than 1 million copies. Crazy. Thanks to our team, families, at Devolver Digital, and especially to all of you who made this possible. I share this news because I like Gree, and I think it is an absolutely gorgeous game. It's one of those games where every time you pause, it seriously looks like a beautiful painting. But I also just like to know sales numbers associated with games because it's not something that is always shared. But the biggest reason to share this news is because it probably means Nomada Studio is all set to make another game, which is exciting. I doubt it will be Gree 2, I don't think I want it to be Gree 2 necessarily, but I do want Nomada to keep making beautiful games, so I am excited to see what is next for them. And also, of course, congrats. 
That's it for gaming news today. I recently mentioned Kotaku's Jason Schreier was leaving the website. Today he announced that he is joining Bloomberg, which is surprising, but pretty exciting and cool. And congrats to him. I imagine I will be covering his Bloomberg stories a a fair bit on this podcast as we move forward. I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, still having a great time. Not much to report there other than Aerith and I have been spending a lot of time together. I guess we're all on the same page that it is Aerith now as opposed to Aerith. I'm glad we've all made that decision. The big gaming surprise for me this weekend is that my family has really gotten into Fortnite. I bought a battle pass and everything. I had been playing so much that it just seemed silly to not get some unlocks. Plus, you know, I don't mind spending money on a game if I'm playing a lot and having a good time. It has just become a family activity for all of us. My kid has played the most, and she's basically been teaching her mom and I how to be successful, and it's been great. We've pulled off a few victory royales as a squad, and it's just been a lot of fun. I never thought I would get into Fortnite in a big way in 2020, but hey, 2020 has been strange and unexpected for a lot of reasons. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I've been playing Black Mesa, but I finished it, so time for a new game. And today I started playing Resident Evil Code Veronica X. The game has been brought up a lot lately with the rumors of Resident Evil 4 being remade. I think everyone, myself included, kind of assumed that Resident Evil Code Veronica would be remade first. But since that is clearly not happening, at least not anytime soon, I decided to play it. Now's as good a time as any. It is probably my biggest Resident Evil blind spot, so I'm excited to finally play that game for the first time. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. And I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. 